Now in a new programme, we're going to the village of Hobsick for the opening of their new community centre. The Brass Plaque is the title of this first episode of the Sir Bernard Moore Show. Mr. Quiet now, please. Quiet. Shut up, will you? Oh, be quiet. I have a win. I have a win, mean don't I? I have a win, mean. <laughs> Fantastic. I thought that that might do the trick, and I hope no one has been shot. If you have been shot, it's Bombay Mix. So just get a friend to pick at it for you. Else go to doctor if you have the nut allergy. Now, today is... Are you out of your mind? You cannot fire a shotgun in a public building. I reckon I just proved as you can, actually, mate. You could have killed somebody. Oh, Gio, don't be ridiculous. I haven't killed anybody with this shotgun at point blank range since 1957. And who are you, anyway? Name's Peachy Keen. Chris Peachy Keen... Crispy chicken. Yes. Crispy chicken. <laughs> Don't you belong down the shop with chips and beans, Mr. Crispy oh, Chicken. That's very funny. That. <laughs> Quite a comedian, you aren't you? No, <laughs> my name is Crispy Chicken, and you are in serious trouble. Unload that gun, hand it to me, we're going to the police station. Hey, young sir, excuse me, young sir. What? What do you want? I'm sorry to butt in on your citizen's arrest, but I think I've seen something through the window. You think you've seen something like Well, when I came here this afternoon, I noticed in the car park that there was a car I had not noticed ever before to have been there, and it was parked. Okay, do you want to get to the point? Yes, I do. You see, this car is a metallic cream Talbot Ranchiero with the faux Swede upholstery, laminated monkey pod dashing board, sunshine roof, and personified registration plate going CPK123. That's my car. Is it? Oh, yes, it is. Well, two blokes with tights on their heads are trying to nick your radio cassette player. What? Look. Ah, come out of my way. Get out of my way. Move. <laughs> and I best go out with gun. Is it, is it very nasty? I'm going out with gun. There has just been a crime committed in the car park. Anyone who saw anything, which I assume is everybody, seen as you were all staring out at window, must tell the police what they saw, which was, just to remind everybody, a car radio getting nicked by two villains with hoisily over their faces. I went outside and told them to go away. I was not armed with this son-off shotgun, and no shots was fired. Okay. Fantastic. Can somebody call the cops, please? I've just telephoned the police station. They say they're ever so busy, they're just having a little bit of lunch, and then they've got to have the dogs out, get the washing in, and then they'll be here. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's that, then. It's a crime hot pot round here, as we all know. Now... You all know me, I'm Ethel Posman. What with Pat Hollis going up in the balloon for the 80th, I've stepped in and I'll say what Pat Willis said had she not been 80 and therefore airborne. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. A warm welcome to you all. My name is Pat Hollis. No, it didn't. It's Ethel Posman. Sorry, Pat. 
We're all here today to reopen the Hobsic Community Social Event Club Ballroom Tea Room Theatre, as has been splendidly done up after it fell down. For three years we have been depraved, and as a result a lot of popular local clubs and groups has gone bye-bye, such as boiled egg painting. Now at last we have the new roof, reclaimed asbestos, that... And the plumbing's been looked at, also electric, three-quarter creosote all round, and it looks great. There was a lot of hard work gone into it, raising funds, with bring-and-buy sales, car boot sales, jumble sales, nearly new sales, hook a turnip, guess the weight of your friend's mum's mate, which sadly ended in tears, and we raised £76. But to achieve the £4,200 needed for all the repairs seemed impossible until we received a donation from a very generous fellow who many of you will know. Now in a bit we'll get bar open and the Barry Kenny Fence Post Band will be here to play their hits. Uh, but first of all, ladies and gentlemen... Please show our appreciation to Sir Bernard Moore. Hello, Sir Bernard Moore. Can you finish this chalk ice, please? I can't. I've just had a nectarine. OK, I'll put it in my pocket. Would you like to say a few words to everybody? Oh! Hey, wait. Yeah? Do you want bucket? No, I'm all right. Gladys Goose has gone to town with Charlie Chicken's checkbook. Everywhere she went, she spent. Now, what do you make of that, Doc? Look, it's there. It's clean, if you want to. Crisot, crisot, crisot. Always gets me like this. We'll all have dreadful headaches in the morning, eh? But we won't have woodworm. No, that's true. And that's what's important. Three cheers for no woodworm. Just go along. Hip, hip. No woodworm. Hip, hip. No woodworm. Hip, hip. No woodworm. Now have we to move on to the... Uh... Ah, yes, yes. The special commemorative brass Wait, park. wait, yes, stop. I... Oh, no, hang on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's that? Hold on, that's... Someone's, someone's smoking reefer. Oh, I can, that. I can, I can just smoke reefer. You are not to smoke reefer in here, are you listening? You two, there is a sign up for boarding the smoking of reefer. Why don't you Want to get coked up on reefer, you smoke it in the kitchen with the surfing app shut, pan on and window ajar, piscadelic music on. Head out! Shut that surfing app! Ah, yes, the plaque. Sir Bernard Barr has had commissioned a commemorative brass plaque, as has been engraved with appropriate wording for the occasion. Yeah, and it's going to be unveiled right now, oh. where it is pinned on that wall between the ladies' lavatory and the gents. I don't think it is. No, it isn't there. Oh, dear. Right, Bertrand Lily Campy. Why, what's he done? I dread to think, but I know what he hasn't done. He hasn't nailed up the special commemorative brass plaque like I asked him to. Anybody oh. seen Uncle Elliot Camping? Where is the Where know. is he? Look, there's a pair of wellies <gasps> poking out from behind that curtain. So there are. Size 14s by the looks of it. Now, whom do I know with such gargantuan Wellington shoes as they? Oh, <gasps> oh they've gone. 
How very strange. Come here, I want a word with you. No, you come from behind there. I'm not speaking to a pair of willies poking out from under a curtain. It's frightfully embarrassing. I'm not more embarrassed than you. You aren't just wearing willies, are you, behind that curtain? No, I've got to me clothes. Well, that's something. Except me hat. What a sight. But I'm not moving from me hat here. I'm too embarrassed. Listen, we're both embarrassed, but there's no need for embarrassment. You needn't be embarrassed, and I need not be embarrassed. There's no reason why this has to be embarrassing. What's the opposite of embarrassed? Embroidery. No! Uncle Elliot, if you don't appear from behind that curtain with my plaque, Mrs. Possum will run you with brush. What brush? What brush? Pick a handle? Uh, no, I lent it to a friend. So, what have you got? I thought you were in charge of security this afternoon. Oh, eh. Uh, so enough shotgun as we all do. Curly dagger, couple of grenades <laughs> that should work. Homemade tear gas cartridge in homemade cartridge belt. Pen knife, pepper pot, cheese sandwiches, coal shovel. That's it. Cheese sandwiches? How does that work as a weapon? Is it like really stinky horrible cheese? No, ever so nice cheese. You eat your sandwiches on a plate or proximitaire of your enemy, and unless they're not hungry or lactose intolerant or vegan, you've got them. Ah. They reach for a sandwich, bam! Four shovel it back at it. It's a very effective method. I learnt it back when I was a schooled lady. I see. So... Anybody old here it's a tried and tested method. It never fails. Uncle Elliot, where's my brass plaque? He can't hear you. Look how dented shovel is. Well, that's no good. We need him awake. Oh, chumpy neck, man. Make up your mind. Right. I have just the thing here. Tear gas cartridge. Homemade. Pet litter. Squirt some in his eyes. He'll be waking in no time. <laughs> It's mainly volatile chemicals, bambaka up foreign powers and imported illegally to what end it was. I met it in slow cooker while I'm at hairdressers. I can't stop crying. You're listening to the Sublime Show. I've played a blind to Bernard. What, you've left it at home? No, no. Don't tell me you've lost it. No, no. It's been no. pinched. If he has no, pinched no, it. No, 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 it's not like? been pinched. You oh. want me to explain where it is? Yeah, do you? Right. Now this is what happened. I'm all ears. And it goes like this. Give it to me. Sir Bernard Moore asked me if I knew of an expert as could make him a brass plot. No. Stop! You asked me if I was considering having a brass plaque made. I said, no! Stop! You then persuaded me you'd have it all sorted. Well, I had no idea who to get in touch with. You told me you were made as a professional engraver. Well, he said he were. Well, he said something like engraver. He's actually a delivery driver. He delivers stock cubes. So he's not an engraver? No, he's engraving. You see, the stock cube and granule meat drivers, that's what they call it. They say, I'm engraving. You know, like the gravy train, you know. It's, it's the humour of the part of meat industry. So they have to have that to all them good crackers. I mean, some of them vans in, some of the reek. So, so obviously you found another engraver who was actually an engraver. And not a bloke who delivers gravy. Yeah, I did immediately, almost straight away. I certainly did, yeah, of course. Well, uh, more or less, in a way, but not quite in any such as any real sense of actually probably doing so. So you didn't? Well, no, I didn't discover that the lot of delivers stock cubes delivers stock cubes and don't do engraving until rather later in the proceedings. How late? Yesterday tea time. You've known about this for months! I know I have! It was your idea! 
I know it was. You told me it was in hand. Well, it was in hand, and I handed it to that lad. Had he handled it and handed it back to me, I'd have had it handed hand to you today, but it got out of hand. Uncle Elliot, please answer me an easy, obvious question. What? Have we got a commemorative plaque to unveil here today? Not today, you have no, you have no. This is an outrage! An outrage! What are we all doing here? What's the point? We need to mark the occasion, we need a commemorative plaque. Well, we haven't really got one, have we? No, and it's all your fault. Hey, I tried my best. He tried his best. He tried his best. No, he didn't. No, 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 he didn't. No, he didn't, no, he didn't, no, he did not. How can you say that? How can you stand up for him? He didn't try at all. He did nothing. Just fobbed the whole thing off on some tool pike he bumped into in a pub when it was his responsibility. Oh! There you sir. That's rubbish. I didn't bump into him in a pub. I saw him in chip shop. And I never fobbed it all off on him. Then plans for brass plaques still sat on top of my washing machine. He never fetched them. All right. And you didn't see anything even slightly amiss with that arrangement? Well, I kept wondering when he was going to fetch him. And then when he didn't come and he didn't ring, I rung him. And that was when he told me that he delivered stock dues. And that was last night at 19 minutes to five. And that was when I began to realise probably things somehow weren't quite going as smoothly as I had up till then previously assumed that they were. So then what happened? Well, I had a couple of cans and I were in the right mucks, but I didn't know what to do. So I went out in the garden for some fresh air, had dogs out. And then at that time when all seemed lost, an out-of-our-world experience happened to me. Oh, my goodness. Did you see a flying sauce? No, I saw a hedgehog. And it looked straight at me. But it didn't say a word. They don't tend to, no, they don't tend to speak. And I thought they? to myself, Eee, you know what? I wish I was an hedgehog. Yeah! You see, I that hedgehog, it couldn't have cared less about the ruddy brass black. All it were bothered about were getting some worms for its evening meal and finding a place to get better down. And I felt this weight lifting off my shoulders. And I stood about half an inch taller. And I thought, five I, don't know five what, and a half. I don't know what to do. And I went back in my bungalow and made a black forest gatto. You made a black forest gatto? <clears throat> yeah, I've brought it, I'll show you. This bloke's an idiot. Now what do you make of that? Oh my goodness. What the? Is this a joke? It's massive. It's that whale of protection engine. Have a smell. No, no, smell Where are they getting here? Where are Sybil, Nidmere and Freddy? It says, Sibyl, Nidmere and Friends. Does it? 
Come on. Oh, man, it's not easy to read the squirty cream. It's all melted. It's I, I didn't want to let you all. I know he slid him out in back of van. You slid? I, I'm a bit of straw there, I know. I didn't want to let you all down, and I'm hoping that this will do until we can have Brush Black done properly. Well, I don't see why not. Is that all right with everyone? I think it's fantastic, and I'm very impressed, and I'd like to say also that I'm... Oh, no, I've said it. I'm very impressed. Superb! Excellent! Very good! Good! Ladies and gentlemen... I'm a big fan of sickly puddings, as many of you know. And I must say that I do feel that this, baked with no skill at all by a short-sighted, uncouth, pigeon-chested 24-year-old chump, who happens to be my uncle, this sloppy, chutlety, brandy-laced lump of cake truly reflects the spirit of our community. And I think for that, Uncle Elliot Kemper deserves a round of applause. Bravo! What are we meant to be applauding here? Profound incompetence? No, hold on a minute. I didn't crawl to bed till half past five this morning. My finger ends as red raw from stoning cherries. I had to mix it in a tin bath with a spade. Nearly burnt me bungalow down there. Without much steam and smoke, I've got to shrunk all the curtains. You have the guile to call that incompetence? I may have promised these people a brass plaque, and I may have thus far failed to deliver one. But I've by no means threw my hands up in air and get up. I've rolled my sleeves up and knocked on, so as today could be the celebration as it ought to be. Because everybody getting in the same room at the same time as other folk is what brings people together. What is wrong with you all? This man told tall tales. He had one job to do today and he couldn't even do that. This thick, ignorant, lazy, drunken teller of tall tales has let you all down. I'm a beast folk too like that, not on a Friday. Hold this bird and don't drop it. What are you Do you know who I am? Yeah, I do, yeah. Oh, you do not. Oh, yes, I do. I know you very well, mate. I've put two and two together. Yeah. I might be a thick, ignorant, lazy, drunken, profoundly incompetent, short-sighted, pigeon-chested teller of tall tales, but I'm no fool. You, sir, are my younger brother. Try Simeon Montague Capulet, Campy. No, I'm not. All right. Are you the Prime Minister? No. My name is Mr. Peachy Keen. Mr. Chris Peachy Keen. My name's Campy. Uncle Elliot Campy. Oh, I know. I know you are. It's all in here. Stretching back ten years. Ever since you left school at fourteen. Every mistake, every altercation, your entire working life in detail. What's that then? Who are you, mister? I am a health and safety at work executive. And this document is my report on you. Oh, I bet that's so interesting. Let's have a quick flick through, shall we? Go on. Turned up to work late. Turned up drunk. When? Turned up in the wrong place. Oh. Turned up on the wrong day. Turned up on the wrong day in the wrong place with the wrong tools and argued with a traffic that's one. only at once. Argued with work colleagues. Ooh. Argued with himself in a pub toilet and lost keys to a van. I remember that. Lost his way in a van. Ooh. Lost a van. Lost a convoy of nine vans that were following his van to the wrong seven. place on the wrong day. Picked up a tramp. I thought he might be my dad. And was he? No, he used to breed greyhounds and then he were in army. Hold on. No, he was in the army for... Oh, sure up. Nobody then... cares. Your bone-idle, complacent, drunken days are at an end. Mm. These 478 pages describe every detail. 
how you've made a mockery and a mess and a complete disaster of everything. You are good at nothing, Elliot Campy. And now, thanks to all my hard work gathering evidence and things, there's more than enough in this beautiful report to see you get put away for a long, long time. Alright, you've made your point. <laughs> You're obviously a very clever bloke, and you've got me, and I'm ever so sorry, everybody. I think this is probably the happiest day of my life. Oh, don't look so sad and pathetic. I'll look after you. Have a word with the judge. I'll play tennis with him. I'll see to it. They send you to a nice, damp, grim, nasty prison as far away as possible, so you never have any visitors. Meantime, I'll no doubt receive a massive bonus. Pay rise, promotion, brand new Talbot. All expenses paid on the day in the Netherlands, or Spain, I'm fantasising about melodies. What do you want? I'm sorry to interrupt your second attempt at a citizen's arrest, but I'm afraid it ain't going to happen. What is it? I've spoken to all the people seated in the seats sitting adjacent to my seat and two women whom I don't know in the toilet and we all unanimously reckon you're talking a load of old rubbish and you're out of order wanting Uncle Elliot can't be placed in the jail. He's always been all right with me. He looks after my cat while I'm at the villa for the villa holiday. Irrelevant. Uh, irrelevant, all of you. For shutting up. If you were shot that time, it weren't Bombay. Mix it with dog biscuits. You're not right in the head, young woman. I'm going to see to it they throw you in prison as well. Yeah, good luck with that, mate. No, it seems to me that you're outnumbered however many people there is here to what? No, you're You've done no but stir up trouble all of the afternoon. No. I'm in charge here. Me, Uncle Cosmo. It's my name on a bit of paper I've got somewhere that says what I say happens is what's going to. No. And that means you, I Mr Crisp Peachy Keen, are going to walk out of this community hall and get in that damn Talbot and find your way out of car park and don't come back. I will not be overruled by an old woodworm shed full of feral nutbags. How dare you? There's no woodworm in here, matey. Christopher, you've no class. <laughs> and let that be a lesson to you. You're in free now, Campy. I will see to it. Oh, you reckon that is? I'll be back here one day. And I'm going to get you, Campy. At some point. Settle down, folks. Come on, settle down. Chris Peachy Keane, the health or safety man, has safely but not too healthily left the building with a broken nose with blood. Hitler out at nose, broken spectacles, split lip, 
and missing her loosened teeth. Here's one! Here's one of his teeth! Hey, that's a dog biscuit. It doesn't taste like dog biscuits. Oh, no, he's, he's bitter asbestos, that. Oh, oh. Stop eating it. Go spit it out, spit it into my hand. You've not got it all yet. Well, spit it, boys, coming out. There is every chance that in a not too long of a while there will be police pulling up here to ask to three questions. Obviously about what just went off, which was just to remind everybody, Sir Bernard Moore, Uncle Elliot and myself, stood here speaking to you in a thoroughly composed traditional way. Chris Peachy Keen walked in, head-butted the floor very hard, and then went, OK. Fantastic. Now, are we going to have this photo and get this bar open and have a ruddy knees up a walk? Certainly, certainly we are. Ladies and gentlemen, gather round the Black Forest Gatto. Mrs. Paul's damage that drugs can do. I wonder what's happened to band. Where's Barry Kenny? I hope you haven't forgot. Kind of obvious why he's done it, mate. Good someone with long legs run after Van and tell him to come back. Good someone with long legs run after Van and tell him to come back. Good someone with long legs run after Van and tell him to come back. Yeah. Oh no, no need, no need. I've a more better idea, an idea not similar to the thought until it had last night. Despairing with this situation and left in the lurch, we will improvise. Let follow me. Ladies and gentlemen, in the slight change to proceedings, the Barry Kenny Fence Post Band will not be performing because they haven't pulled up. Well, they have, but then they was bribed and went. So, we haven't got a band. However, instead, at the community... I've never been able to say community centres. Trust me, well, I could earlier. Oh, gosh. At the trusty old Tripeman's organ, tiddling on the ebony and the aviary, you're very... Hunt Lillian Campaign. Well, you're going to play. Well, I'm going to play organ and tell. No, what song, what key are you playing in? Well, well, I was just going to play these keys, these organ keys here on this here organ. Accompanying at the same time upon an electric guitar as is plugged in is his nephew, Sir Bernard Moore. I declare this Hobson Community Social Event Club Ballroom Tearum Theatre.
They gathered round the gato, don't blanch. Stand in a crescent. Stand in a coiled crescent like a half of a slice of lemon. Smile all, smile now, look pleased to be here. Look in the camera at the photo or it shan't see you. Smile right, four, three, two, one, bam! Don't breathe, don't breathe, don't breathe. This is the time of move. What are you doing, prodding me? I'm not prodding you, I'm getting it on photo. I need just time it. No, that's time is set up. There's a timer, it times it, and then it lets you run away. Oh, have I got time to sneeze? Sneeze, no, you have not got time to sneeze. Stand still and smile and don't breathe. <laughs> Right, we're doing that again, that will not have been a success. Well, I'll get a technique. Yeah, it's a technique, it's a technique, you're sneezing all over that fella's face, and 50 people looking at it happening. Oh gosh, did I sneeze in your face? Yeah, I don't know. Everyone curdle round in the crescent. I'm organising this, everybody curdle round in the crescent, like she said, but ignore what she said. Oh, that cattle, oh, come on, that's it, stand in a curled crescent. John and Jane, you are not in the picture. Move nearer to Mrs. Shaw, doesn't take your cigarette out of your mouth. It looks all cool. Right. Three, two, one, bam. It's the timer, don't breathe, don't breathe. Try and smile as best you can. Ben. Yes. Hey, don't they get into some scrapes? That was The Brass Plaque, an episode of the Sir Bernard Moore Show, which is an independently made programme created, produced, directed, recorded and edited by the Dethick Brothers. It featured Joseph Dethick as Sir Bernard Moore and Chris Peachy Keane, and Jim Dethick as Uncle Elliot Campy, Ethel Posman and Mrs Disco. It was written by Jim Dethick and featured music by the Dethick Brothers. Now next time, Sir Bernard Moore discovers what it's like to pursue a van load of burglars at a hundred mile an hour when he goes on patrol with Chesterfield Police. And Uncle Elliot Campy is in short sleeve shirt, Dale, to oversee the opening of a new five-bar gate. Till then, ta-da, and take care. <laughs> <laughs>